Hey, this is Chris Jones, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Back to after hours, final hour. It doesn't seem like it because it's still nice and sunny out. Thanks to Ron Copley, the analyst, arrowheadpride.com for stopping by. I love talking football with Ron. It's always a good time. Lucas uh, spinning the 70s music. This is 70s, right? Uh, you tell me. I, I, I would guess. Yeah, I think so. It sounds rather disco-y. Yeah, it's the Bee Gees. Would you have gone to the disco clubs in the 70s, man? Ooh, who's to say? I don't know. <laughs> would you be rocking the bell bottoms? <laughs> I definitely would be rocking a, a mullet because I saw I've seen pictures of my dad back in the seventies, and he had a he had a little bit of a mullet going on. Is the mullet still back? I oh, know yeah. a lot yeah, of guys have the mullet, mullet yeah. mustache. Little kids, little kids wearing mullets is back. That's like a that's like a huge trend right now. It's like little kids getting mullets. It's like they have like mullet competitions now and stuff. When are braided belts and pleats coming back? Because I'm waiting. <laughs> We'll let you know. <laughs> I'm still keeping it, man. I'm like that dude that would have had the bell bottoms, just kept them until they come back. <laughs> Our question for the text line, 913-586-7610, the J. Southland Tow Service text line, would you rather be a team that is good every year but never wins a Super Bowl? Would you rather have that one Super Bowl win? You could apply this to a World Series ring, whatever you want. Would you rather have that title and then have some years of bad stuff? happen we talked about baseball being up attendance 10 Saturday was crazy people like runs they like scoring you know what it's a lot like offense in the NFL Lucas people want teams that can put pressure on the defense it's the Chiefs they're fun to watch they're good for television because you know their games are well their games are usually competitive like I'm still waiting for them to go out and it's probably not good for TV but I think it's good for uh, uh, cardiac events in Kansas City to actually go out and win by 21 or 28 points. Just go out and pace somebody. Why does everything have to come down to the end? Yeah, again, again, I'd, I'd say, like, I would want the chip. That's what I would want. Yeah, I'd want the championship, too. But as we said... More people, I think, don't like the Bengals. Because you ask them, like, who do you really, really dislike? Is it the is it going to be the Eagles in the NFC? But it gets kind of... Is it going to be a team that you're making to see in the Super Bowl again? They're like the Bills, like, two years ago. That's kind of how I feel about the Bengals right now. Like, they've they've got the, the media behind them. They got the golden boy at quarterback. Can't do no wrong. They got a mouthy wide receiver. You know, they got tough guys all across, quote-unquote, you know. And their team, their their city is hungry, and they haven't experienced, you know, the the big one yet. And they so, do have good chili, huh? They do have good chili. Yeah, they do. Well, I I like Cincinnati. Really? Chili. Yeah, I know a lot. Of people I've never don't. had it, but seems like a quite mixed reviews on it. So, but you know, uh, you know, kind of like their team. You know. I don't <laughs> mind it. So the NFL.com did a uh, NFL urgency meter. The Bills headline 10 teams facing 
greatest burden of expectations in 2023 season. I agree with that. The Buffalo Bills were number one, 10 on the urgency scale by NFL.com and Dan Hanzoos. He says the Bills have the most pressure. I do not disagree with that. I think that's one of these lists that are spot on. I can't think of another team in the NFL and say this team has the – I think the Raiders need to start turning things around now that they're in Vegas. I mean, you can look at that team and say, well, is any team going to step up and beat the Chiefs because they haven't been able to yet? But Buffalo may have blown their opportunity. They may have blown their opportunity. it might be over. They've had great defenses, you know, top five, top ten defenses with Josh Allen. Yeah. We've seen they the lost best. Von Miller that was made the biggest difference yeah. when he was healthy when they beat the Chiefs. Yep. I, I personally think we've seen the best and the worst of Josh Allen. And so I like he Oh for sure. He would have to take a huge, unexpected step forward, in my opinion, for them to just go all the way. I don't think the whole Stefan Diggs was a good look for the Bills. No. I mean we, you know how competitive he is. I mean he sat there when they lost yeah. the Chiefs in the postseason before just staring at things and watching it. You saw him uh, basically explode after last year's Bills loss. Like, you never want to yep. see that. Yelling at Allen on the bench. You don't want to see your, anybody yell at your quarterback. Him. You do not yeah. want that. No. The, it, uh, even if it is in the name of competitiveness, like, that's still not good. Have you ever seen Hill do that? Do we ever see Tyreek do that to, to Mahomes? No. Kelsey do that to Mahomes? I don't it, think but so. But evidently, he was calling his agent afterwards, Drew's house. <sighs> About not getting the ball as much when he set a franchise yeah, record. Yeah, Dick said this, kind of the same thing, didn't he? Like a, a week ago or something? Like he, he said, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting enough targets or whatever. I think if Miami implodes He's so funny. and they actually take a, like four steps back, I could see him getting upset Jalen Waddles getting catches. Like I could see that happening. I mean, because Jalen Waddles running better routes now and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like Jalen Waddles are about to explode. Well, he already has exploded, I agree. but he is really ready to explode. Yeah. Could overshadow Hill a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Tyreek Hill, he's, he's unpredictable. And so who knows what he's going to do. But the Bills have been right there. But here's the one thing about him. You know, they saw Tom Brady lead the division. He had won 32 of 35 against that team. You saw the Jets circling the drain. You saw the Dolphins trying to figure out the quarterback situation. Now, they two is still one, one head away. In my opinion, because he I almost he thought about. Not I thought he would retire year. last year. But that division's gotten better. Aaron Rodgers now in the division. You know, Belichick's yeah. not going to stay down too long. You drinking the Jets Kool Aid? Not as much as everybody else. I do think they're a playoff team, but I have them first round bounced. I do think they make the playoffs, which would be huge for them. I think. But I'm saying Buffalo had their opportunity. They were Super Bowl favorites last year, two years ago when they beat the Chiefs in the regular season. Everybody, everybody was talking yeah. about the Bills, and then they go and pee their pants yeah. against the Titans. Everybody's saying they're the best team in football now. Yeah, They beat the Chiefs. Then they lose to Jacksonville, what, like 9-6 to six or something. And then later that year, the Colts scored 41 on them. Yeah. And that was a team that lost in 13 seconds to the Chiefs when the Chiefs came back and tied them up. That game should have never been at Arrowhead. That game was at Arrowhead because of the Bills' inconsistencies playing football. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. Game should never been at Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah Here, we were hoping and praying for for Arrowhead. Here's what uh, Dan Hanzu said about the Bills. It says the Bills have been knocking on the door for a while now. Four straight trips to the playoffs, each run ending short of the Super Bowl. The 13 second loss to the Chiefs in the 2021 divisional round was pure pain for a franchise. They're still talking about it, by the way. No stranger to heartbreak, but last postseason's home thumping at the hands of the Bengals was somehow more dispiriting. 
Is Buffalo's once wide open Super Bowl window suddenly closing? Playing in a widely improved AFC East, there's a huge amount of urgency facing the entire Buffalo operation. And they point to the drama with Stephon Diggs. That's a team that's getting a new stadium, right? Yeah. This is a team. I do believe that window is starting to close. I do yeah. believe the window gets open. It'll never completely shut because they have Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah. Good coach. Good culture, apparently. They, well, I don't know about the culture. Well. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know about the culture wise, I guess. But the Chiefs window is not going to close with Mahomes. It's just not. Yeah, I could see 40-year-old Mahomes out there still. I just see things changing. You know, I see Trevor Lawrence starting to pass Justin Herbert now. Dude, Trevor Lawrence. He did beat him in the postseason. They, had a the they played each other in the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence won. They had to come back and win, but they still won. I just want everybody who was who was on the Bills bandwagon like two years ago was pumping them, you know, so much. Like, what is what has changed so much in the last two years? I guess like roster wise, that would make the story change. It's just the results that they lost in the playoffs that everybody's like talking about why they're not going to be good this year or they're not going to go all the way. It's like, oh, well, they've lost the last two years in a row. It's like, yeah, but they're the same team that they were like two years ago, basically. Number two on their urgency meter, they have the Eagles with the 9.6 because they, they paid Hurts now. The team is loaded. Most of the team is back now for them. Did lose some secondary help there. They bring back nearly the entire core from last year. And keep in mind, Jason Kelsey's probably getting close to retirement as well. You're seeing Creed Humphrey, you know, start to get to the same level and yeah, that would be pass a him to some extent. Yeah. Philadelphia seems well set up for years to come, which should keep the team away from an exercise uh, like this that they're currently in. Um, I think they're going to benefit from a weak NFC. I think Philadelphia, I think they have the best quarterback in the NFC. Any arguments there? I think Jalen no. Hurts is the best quarterback over there. Absolutely. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Number three with a 9.4, they have the Bengals. We all love some Joe Burrow, they said. But you look at Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, closing in on free agency. Can they bring him back? I think the Bengals are misput on here. I think this team's still going to be relevant for a while because they'll still keep – they'll probably find a way to keep Higgins and Chase. Same principle applies that you said about Mahomes, you know, with Burrow, in my opinion. They put the Browns after them. I, I disagree with that. Yeah. I will say this, though. When we talk about great quarterbacks in the AFC, and once again – and I've been putting Deshaun Watson higher up than he is. But, he, again, don't think off the field. On the field, he's a damn good quarterback. I know last year he only played nine games. But you are talking about the NFL's leading passer two seasons ago. And a guy that has beaten Mahomes in the regular season. Then they have the Dolphins, then the Niners, then the Cowboys. The Bears, I don't think there's any urgency with the Bears. I mean, Justin Fields still trying to find his way. I wouldn't look at the Bears and say, okay, if they don't win it, they're not a good team. There's a lot of people hyping up Justin Fields this offseason. A lot of people. Like, I think that might be part of it. It's like, oh, Fields is going to get his max extension soon, maybe. I don't know. I don't really believe in Justin Fields. He can run, but I don't know. We'll talk more about the uh, Chiefs and the biggest rivalry with the Bengals because Orlando Brown did speak. Is he right? We'll talk about that next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, it's Steven Spector, and I want to tell you about the all-new Out of Options podcast with new episodes released every Tuesday on the Odyssey app and 610sports.com. 
This is a podcast dedicated to talking with Royals minor leaguers about where they come from and their life off the field. I want to introduce you to the next wave of boys in blue and who we are welcoming into the Kansas City community. The Out of Options podcast with new episodes every Tuesday. Subscribe and download on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to After Hours, Jim Inkling, Lucas. Text line says that uh, mullets are only 80s and 90s. I'm pretty sure people rocked mullets in the 70s, man. Didn't they? Rocking with the bell bottoms? I don't know, man. I was born in 91. I mean, I lived in the 70s as a kid, but I can't grow hair. Except on my face. I mean, yeah, you can. On my face, I can Oh, on your head. Okay. On my head, I can't. <laughs> Mullet would be out of the question. No, they're back, man. That John Elway back look, you know, back back with the Chiefs. That's like the that's like the look now. I like the fact that mustaches are back. Yep. Should have never left. <laughs> Although I'm a big fan of the full beard. Yeah, I think it's like it's very trendy. I mean, or like everybody, every guy's got a beard now. So I think the mustache is like another like, <laughs> like break the mold kind of thing. Even well, though like it sucks, was big deal, you know? yeah, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Do you know we're only uh, see Navy plays Notre Dame in Dublin uh, Saturday, August twenty sixth. We're almost to July. You could say, hey, we got college football next month. Wow. Of course, first we're preseason there, game bank. for the Chiefs is August sixteenth. We're almost there, Bank. Ah. Oh. So close. There's a bunch it. of games slated for uh, Saturday, August 26th. Do you watch the... Is there only three preseason games now? Three preseason three games. Preseason? You watch the third preseason game? You watch it? Uh, of course, yeah. I, <laughs> but but I, I'm sick. <laughs> like, messed up in the head. But, what quarter uh, do you stop watching it? It depends if we're doing a post game or not that I definitely watch it. Yeah. But, gosh, preseason now... They always say, well, so-and-so player is going to play for half, and they play like a series. You can't uh, look at everything like that. But the second preseason game has become sort of the dress rehearsal now. That's what I always tell people is, like, if you've never been to a Chiefs game and you're just kind of, like, dipping your toe in the water, go to the second preseason game. Before it was a third preseason game. But go to the second preseason game. You'll get to get cheaper tickets. You can Mm -hmm. sit a lot closer, you know, and just experience a game atmosphere. Well, even that's changed so much. You know, as far as the third preseason game and stuff, well, the fourth preseason game, that was always worthless. I mean, I'm kind of glad they got rid of that. But the uh, preseason for the Chiefs, uh, August, uh, actually, it's Sunday, August 13th, not the 16th. It's the 13th. It's three days off. Then the 19th, uh, at the so it's at the Saints, at the Cardinals, the first two weeks of preseason. Then the Browns at Arrowhead, the 26th. So it's Saturday, 26th, when college football's in our SUA great football football weekend, and then Thursday, September 7th, is the Thursday night game against the Lions. We're getting there, man. So close. Like, as much as you say, oh, summer's going to take forever, like, June is... It's getting off the rail. I hate to wish away time, but when it comes to football <laughs> season, I don't care. <laughs> this, is a, this is around the time where I start to, like, really... Struggle and and suffer as a sports fan. It's around this time of the year. 
I still made my pilgrimage in early June. I'm still one of these guys, and I know that uh, it's the days of taking smartphones and laptops and iPads and everything else and reading college football previews. But to me, there's still nothing better than actual Gravit and Athlons magazine or Phil Steele. Like, Phil puts everything in those. In those, he, The guy watches as many games as he can, and when he can't, he has other people watch the games. Because we're up to 133 Division One teams now. But he has literally, like, I remember reading the story about it, Phil Steele a while back because he takes his magazines and he adds in. So he sometimes changes the font just to get everything in, you know, those two pages that he's got. But he used to watch. He's got this wall of TVs, and he watches, and now he's got several people assigned to each conference. And he interviews these coaches. It doesn't matter, Miami, Ohio. It doesn't matter, anybody. He'll, he'll interview them, find out about the team. The guy does an extensive amount of work. But I always make that, that trek out and buy the preseason college football magazines. There's just something about that I still like. Call me a junkie. Call me whatever you want. But there's just something about having a team. And they're getting expensive. It's like almost like 14 bucks now to buy these uh, college football previews. Man, that's almost like a gallon of gas right there. Uh, what's what would what would be the conference you would you like? What's your cutoff? Like, what conference you would be assigned to if you worked for him? Like, all right, I can't watch the Sun Belter, but I actually like the Sun Belt, man. <laughs> See, there it is. <laughs> I like the Mac a lot. What's a conference you'd be like? Oh, I can't. Like, do I'm, that. I can't Mac, do that one. I'm a Mac fan. <laughs> I actually like the Sun Belt too. Believe it or not, yeah. Sun Belt's been fun to watch. Um, Isn't that Arkansas State in the Sun Belt? Well, the Sun Belt, you had uh, James Madison, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers on that blue turf. Oh, yeah. Marshall was there. Uh, App State was there. Georgia Southern. And, of course, there's been some conference realignment with that and with with Conference USA. That's one thing. I'm not an avid college football fan. I like it. But, like, I've lost track of all the the conference realignment in the last two years. Well, the one, crazy. Thing, the one thing is the, the conference realignment or teams jumping up to Division One, from FCS to FBS. That's been something to watch. And teams that are you know considering, I know South, uh, well, Missouri State's you know thought about it for a time or two, hasn't done it. But that that jump up levels, but then the transfer portal has changed so much. Just like Michael Penix going from Indiana had that good year at Washington last year. We'll have a good year this year. Uh, Bo Nix, it was at Auburn now again at, at uh, Oregon. In that whole year where guys get that free year, yeah. kind of screwed up things. Okay, has yeah. he got the year of eligibility? He does. We're going to start getting away uh, from that as we move forward. But the transfer portal has just changed everything. It's become the new um, – these coaches, they're on the hot seat or get in early, and they hit the JUCOs, especially the Kansas JUCO system hard. And you look at signing – the two signing days now, you look at them and say, okay, well, how many JUCO players they bring in? Like that's being totally replaced by the transfer portal now, and yeah, it's hard to keep up with as a casual. I feel like, but I'm just excited about college football. Yeah, <clears throat> pro football, it doesn't matter. I love it. High school football on Friday nights, college football on Saturdays, NFL on Sundays. I can't wait till we get going with the preseason. Yes, preseason because it means there's football on every weekend from there until the Super Bowl in February. Let's go, let's go. I'm gonna run through a wall right now. Well, you just get you to that point, baby. Like you get that point, and you start jonesing a little bit. Yeah, and I guess yeah. you get in, the NFL's done We're a great well job of making from the draft and like. Well, they've made everything twelve months. You know, with, with, yeah. with, with once you have the Super Bowl, you have the, you know the. Uh, you, you then you have the the combine coming up. Then you have the draft, and you got OTAs. 
and stuff like that to keep you interested. Now's kind of the dead period until training camps get started, but look, training camps get started in less than a month for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go. Again, the 23rd is the first uh, practice you can go watch. And I expect I-29 to be full going up to uh, a... Not that you couldn't go last year and whatever, but remember the last time they won a Super Bowl, you weren't able to go up there... They thought they were going to do away. They thought they were going to do away with public uh, training camp. But Mahomes, they shouldn't. Here's the deal: more and more teams now are practicing their own facilities. I still think there's something magical about going to training camp away. Yeah. I've always I liked when they were in River Falls. Hell, I liked it when they were William Jewell. Just somewhere yeah. different because you could go there all the time. Because I remember when I was in high school, it was at William Jewell, and then it was up in River Falls. So I'd go up there with my dad and watch it. And whatever, and now going up to St. Joe, I still think it's fun, and it's not far. It's not far at all from Kansas City to hop up to St. Joe and enjoy training camp. I've always felt like training camp should be away because it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's camp, but moving it closer to home. I just, I know teams are doing it at their own facilities because it's a pain to move everything, and they don't like to do it. But man, I'm a huge fan of training camp being away because it makes it fun. It makes it an experience for people to go away. I think as long as Andy Reid is a head coach of this team, it'll it'll stay. Which he did in Philly, and as soon as he left, they brought it right back yep, in Philly. Exactly. And I think they've been looking or having different places at this point um, as well, but more and more teams moving back. Andy so, Reid loves St. Joe. Well, I, I, like, I like going up there, too. Well, he just loves, likes the experience, I guess. Well, I think St. Joe's done a great job but yeah, with yeah, Chiefs camp. I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think the city enjoys the Chiefs being there. I think the Chiefs enjoy being in St. Joe. Again, it's an easy. I live in the Northland, so it's a, you do too. So it's an easy jaunt. Yeah, it's not to bad. Joe. It's like 40, 45 minutes. It's closer to me. Wish it was three lanes, but I can get there in about thirty. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I know. Yeah, you have a you have a summer you have a training camp, uh, you know, guide. I don't. There's just certain things every, every day you go watch a training camp. There's just certain things you're gonna watch. Maybe the offensive line. You say, you know what, I want to watch this. I want to watch the uh, when the offensive line does the defensive line that uh, the battles between them, see who wins the one on ones between them, you know who's got that dog in them at a certain point, and you can learn a lot about them. The drop passes from the receivers, I, I definitely be watching the receivers. I think a lot of people are interested to see, see what Tony brings to the table. They want to see what Rasheed Rice is all about uh, from SMU. That they grab Sky Moore, see his development from year one to year two, see these tight ends and see the development that, that they put forth. And then, of course, I think people want to see Mahomes throw the football. He has a lot of fun at training camp. He does a lot of, he, he's, he keeps it competitive the whole time. The backwards pass will be yeah. part of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think it'll happen during the regular season. I, of course, he said that last year, too, but he's so good at it. Just keep calling it every, before like every he's season. He's so good starts, at just it. Just keep doing it. Like he's so good and he's, accurate. Yeah. I saw I saw him do that with the uh, OTAs that they in their little clip, and I was like, "Goodness gracious, that was actually like a really good pass!" Like he's getting good at it, man. He's good <laughs> at everything he does. Anyway, I didn't get to the Orlando Brown comments. We'll do that next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on Six Ten Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Hey, it's Travis Kelsey, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, Six Ten Sports Radio. Back that there was Jay Binkley, Lucas, 10-2, LSU still. Two men on for him, though. 
We're in the seventh inning. LSU looking to add to this lead. There is a ton. Alex was telling me it was like 80% Tiger fans up there. Guarantee those people in Louisiana just drove straight up there, right? What a year for them. They won a national title, women's basketball, and they're about to win one here in college baseball. Yeah. Brian Kelly's got that thing uh, turned around there in football a little bit, maybe. I just saw a really sad Gator fan with a Gator on their on their head, little Gator hat. They was really sad. I heard uh, Fesco and Klingon and B Dub this morning talking about Gators eating Gators. I guess there was somebody out there what smoking a Gator. <laughs> That's the SEC for you right there, baby. You ever eaten Gator? <laughs> uh, no. I've had goat. You'd eat Gator then. <laughs> you would. I probably would. I mean, if, if you fry it up, I'd probably eat it. Hey, tailgate party out there and having yeah. it? You fry anything up, I'll probably eat it. 100%. Orlando Brown, who's, uh, you know, here, here's the deal with Orlando Brown. I know people are okay with him being go out. Actually, they're great with him being gone. He was serviceable tackle for two years. He was. The Chiefs were in a rock and a hard place when they got Orlando Brown. They were. Baltimore, a rival, was willing to help you out with it. Here's your left tackle, Kansas City. Olsen picked 58 back, too, that turned to Nick Bolton that had 180 tackles last year. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Baltimore. Just like thank you, uh, Buffalo, for Mahomes. But Orlando Brown Jr., uh, he talked a little bit about what this rivalry is with the Chiefs now that he can uh, see from both sides. I mean, man, it's, it's insane. You know, I think when we look at the dynasty and, and the things that, that are being created in front of us, man, it reminds me a lot of New England and Indianapolis with Tom and Peyton had. Uh, I mean, man, these rivalries are so, so special and important games to each organization, man. I think, you know, the trash talk you see isn't even close to what's in between the lines. Is that and right? the whistle. I mean, man, not even close. <laughs> so, uh, but, man, I mean, it's special, man, and it's great for football. It's great for the NFL across the league. Uh, I mean, we, we need these type of things, man. This is, this is what it's all about, man, playing for the big ones. It is great for the NFL, but who's, who's Brady? Mahomes? And Burrow play the part of Manning? You've got to start winning them. You've got to win a title. Like, you can't claim – Brady and Manning until you've won a ring. Like Mahomes can can claim it, but Burrow can't. Well, I mean, he's on his on his way. But again, Marino was on his way. He was in Super Bowl in year two. Okay, can you really have a Brady Manning? Both people aren't Super Bowl champions. That's a great point. I I was also wondering, is this the first time we've heard a player make the like the Brady Manning comparison? I've heard it a few times here and there. From a player? Or former players, especially, when they talk about what it could be. Current player, I don't know. That that was a great rivalry. Whenever they played against each other, it was great. One one was, you know, had the upper hand in Brady over Manning. Uh, But again, look at who's won Super Bowls, all right? Mahomes, Rodgers won one. Russell Wilson's won one. Bit in the hierarchy, you don't put them anywhere near there. But I think if you truly want something like that, you want guys that have won rings. I think that just adds to the uh, equation. I think it's going to be a battle for, you know, out of the group of Burrow and Josh Allen, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, that group. You know there's going to be probably three of them that will win a ring. One, one other one will. They, 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 they have to. The, the AFC is so loaded with court. The Chiefs can't win it every year. <laughs> maybe they do. I maybe they go to the Super Bowl every year and the NFC wins it, but someone else has to win rings besides Mahomes. 
Who's it going to be? Like, that's the question. Because this AFC, man, is loaded. So you'd say Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen. Then where are you going after that? Lamar? I really like Trevor Lawrence for the future. If I were to bet like anything besides Burrow, I would put I would put my money on Lawrence. I think he's got a great head coach, and uh, they keep adding to that to that core of offensive players. And as long as their defense plays really well, like I think I think Trevor Lawrence is my guy. But I don't know. I Going think, with you, and they got a and they got a Super Bowl ring, not Super Bowl ring, they playoff win. Well, Peterson's got a ring. Well, Peterson does. Yeah, but I think that's a great combination with Lawrence and him. And listen, I like Herbert and stuff, but as far as the on the field, like what yeah, screams I leadership, I just like Lawrence a yeah. little bit better. He's got that dog in him. And I just don't, I just don't trust the the Chargers like team culture. You know, like there's always dealing with injuries, and I don't know. They seem to crumble a lot in late late game, you know, situations. I haven't seen Herbert, you know, light up a team late. In a game, but Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. You have to take seriously. Lamar Jackson is for real. I, I think, think Deshaun Watson. I agree with Ron Cop said earlier. He thinks Lamar Jackson could be could have a have a comeback year this year, and I I very much agree with that. Or you could, or could Deshaun Watson have one because he's the guy. Remember, he was on the cusp until he had the whole, you know, basically Houston meeting. I mean, that's like ten year. quarterbacks right there. I know it's a gauntlet. It was so I ranked ten. And I was like getting to the point where, okay, do I throw Cousins in there? Do I throw Daniel Jones in there? Like when I was getting to 10. When I was getting to 10 and 11. Like where do I go with that? But the rest of it was AFC except for Jalen Hurts. I do like Dak, but I like kind of. But That playoff performance last year was. But I like Jalen better than Dak. Like, I like Jalen so much in the NFC. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. The smart money, uh, if you take confidence out of it, is Jalen Hurts. I mean, obviously, but. But can that be the rivalry we're waiting for? Because I don't know that it's it was it was forced upon us that it was going to be Mahomes and Herbert, that that was going to be you know it's Amazon's first game what Herbert Mahomes, like can that be it? Then last year it was all the talk of Russell Wilson. Oh, you put Russell Wilson, who Mahomes has more playoff wins than him now at this point, even though Russ has been the two Super Bowls one one. Like I think what's going to be the rivalry? You know, it's here. It's Mahomes. And it's Burrow. I think. I think the it's just going to be somebody different every year too. I, I think Burrow's the obvious number first candidate to step up to the plate. But I think it's it been those be, two in the last two AFC title yeah. games. You know, I mean that's yeah. that's you're starting to build something there. Sarah yeah. Walsh uh, was on NFL.com or NFL Network this morning. Good morning football, and this is what she said with Mahomes' biggest rivals. Physically a little more intimidating. What do the numbers say, though? If you if you take a look at uh, biggest rival, I would go Joe Burrow in terms of, again, we know what Mahomes has done. Uh, he's the one that's holding the trophy, right? And we need something to talk about and who's coming after him. But Joe Burrow is right up there over the last three seasons, tied there with Tom Brady. Um, and again, I know we're splitting hairs of uh, Joe Burrow's got five and Josh Allen has four. Uh, I want to go back to, to what Jamar said, because what do we expect? We put these guys in front of a locker. And do you really expect, though, Jamar Chase to go, yeah, Patrick, I mean, these guys always are going to defend their guy. You know that, Sean. So, and then we blow it up. We're going to blow it up either way, right? So if he, had, if he had stood at his locker and said, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, that might have been blown up bigger than if he defended his own quarterback. So I do think that there's, you know, we sit here and go, oh, he's crazy. We saw Tyreek go to Miami and say, two is the most accurate quarterback, and we had a fit. I think those guys are always going to defend their guys. Uh, here's an interesting thing on Joe Burrow or as it pertains to his 
franchise. Five playoff wins in 52 seasons without Joe Burrow there for the Bengals. Five playoff wins, 52 seasons. And then Joe Burrow gets there. Five playoff wins in three seasons. That is what he has meant to this organization. But we were talking about it earlier on the show. Uh, you can be good. You can be good for a decade. You got to be hoisting that trophy to get the to get the respect that Mahomes is getting and deservedly. There was Sarah Walsh NFL Network about the biggest right. There was there were some things and she said in there I agreed with, and some things Lucas that I completely disagree with. I'll explain that next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. The 610 Sports Radio phone line is brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyers. Visit GetJim.com. Hey, this is Brett Veach, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Just a lot of heat in Kansas City, man. Skip fall here, man. I know you don't want to rush life, but, you know, skip fall and cooler temperatures and football. Yeah, one more reason to like football season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just more comfortable, right? A lot more comfortable. LSU up now 11-3 to on Florida as we're in the bottom of the seventh inning. What Sarah Walsh said there, Lucas, that I uh, – Agreed with, okay, yeah, but Holmes is the only one that can really say anything because he's got the rings, right? But the one thing, too, she kind of defended Jamar Chase there, I felt a little bit, you know, defending his quarterback, which, okay, you can defend your quarterback, that's fine. But we have Josh Allen, who made that comment, what, about a month or so ago, that, hey, who the best quarterback is, it's Mahomes. We're chasing him, he's got the rings. Joe Burrow said it's Pat Mahomes. And then Jamar Chase had his quarterbacks back. It's one thing to have your quarterbacks back, but it's another thing to be disrespectful about it. Saying Pat who? Come on, man. There's ways that you can say, okay, I'm going to go with my guy, Joe Burrow, but obviously we're chasing Pat Mahomes. He's got two rings. You know, he's the guy we want to beat. He's the guy we're chasing. That's who we want to beat. You know, I, you can have your quarterbacks back. Like, hey, my guy's Joe Burrow. You know, that's that's my guy. Which... Let's be honest, they've been two peas in a pod since the draft came down to what, pick five? It was like, who are the Bengals going to take offensive line because they desperately that? Are they going to take Jamar Chase? I was sitting here screaming at the top of my lungs. We were doing the draft live. I was like, take Jamar Chase. Won the bullet to cough with Joe. They have a great connection. When they were at LSU, speaking of LSU, you know, get him. So you know, he did, but don't you feel there's a way around it other than the way that, uh, other than the way that uh, he went about saying it? The way that he uh, basically said that, uh, well, Pat who? What do you expect you're going to get when he makes comments like that? Take the high road. You can take your guys back, but just say, you know, my guy's Joe, but we need to chase uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the direction we need to go. That's probably what he should have done. Agree? Yeah, I think it's – but 
I mean, yeah, he's he should have said what he should have said. Like, you know, we all know what he should have said. I mean, it's okay in Admiral to have your quarterbacks back. I mean, I that's, think that's, that's what, great. But that was his intention. I think that was his whole intention was just to be in his in Joe's corner because Joe is kind of a humble guy. He's not gonna run his mouth, and I think he was tr- kind of taking up that mantle to be like, you know, like his Kelsey, you know. And uh, but in the process, he managed to show zero respect to you know, the best quarterback in the league. So I mean, it's all about showing respect. Asked about the number one player in the NFL, with very little hesitation, you said Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Everybody knows that, yeah. That's easy. MVP. He said Pat. Who said Pat? Joe. Pat who? And there's that stupid media laugh that drives yeah, that me crazy. Was, what was that? <laughs> it just media just up there, you know, rubbing. That, I missed that the first time, I guess. Oh, yeah. He, he, here's what Burrow said about Mahomes. <laughs> I don't think there's any argument right now. It's Pat. Tell somebody tell somebody has a better year than, than he's had. Uh, he's the one to knock off. He's the one to knock off. He sounds so sad. That's what it should be. That. You know, I mean, when Brady was in New England, it was about, you know, you got to beat Tom Brady. You got to beat the New England Patriots. Like that's a team carrying around the rings. That's a team winning World Series or Super Bowls. That's a team you need to beat. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. When Brady won his first three, was it were people talking about Brady the way they're talking about Mahomes right now? You know, like when Brady won those first three, he got a lot of love. Early. Lot I think of a lot defense. of people. Were, I think oh. a lot of people were talking about the defense. Yeah. His some of his best offensive seasons came when he didn't win rings. You know, yeah. he's sitting there with Wes the giant, and, and Randy you know, Moss. One. But, uh, you know, here, here's the yeah. point where he's like, you know, disrespectful because, you know, you start getting disrespect from two of the most popular players in the league in the Kelsey brothers. Yeah, man. It is what it is, dog. Who doesn't love some good locker room banter, man? Shout out to Jamar Chase for, you know, holding it down for his QB. But <laughs> don't you ever disrespect Pat Mahomes now. If you want to talk your shit, talk your shit, pimp. Just better back it up. Nothing wrong with defending your quarterback. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But at the expense of disrespect, that's where you kind of lose credibility. It'd be like if, if, if someone said that about Tom, right? Just like you said with Tom. Tom who? You're, you're really going to say that after he won two rings? You're going to say Peyton who? No. I didn't hear like Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison saying that. The problem is, hey, you can have your quarterbacks back, but the disrespect of somebody else, because Mahomes has done something no other quarterback's ever done. You say, okay, other quarterbacks, your first five years starting, how many title games did you go to? One, two, three, four? I mean, Joe can say two. Mahomes can say five in a row. Three Super Bowls in those five years and two wins and two MVPs. No quarterback and no quarterback that started his first five years can say he went to the AFC title game or NFC title game every single none, none. None can ever say that. And within that five years, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl wins, and two MVPs. Like that's just blatant disrespect saying that. And you know the Chiefs take notes. Which you know, you might sit there and say, well, it's good. And I do think that Chiefs feed off negative energy. I think they did last year. Everybody in the national media was criticizing them. Oh, I don't think they could do it. it. Was Acho was out there saying things. Then you heard the hot take about the Chiefs wanting to make the playoffs. People were actually saying that. We're kind of like passive aggressive. Like the, we, we keep it on the DL. 
Yeah, this year was different because yeah. even Kyle Brandt's like, no, no, it's the Chiefs. <laughs> it's yeah. the Chiefs. I'm not going to pick against the Chiefs to do it until they don't win seven straight conference titles, until their season doesn't go all the way to the AFC title game. But think about that. Five yeah. straight. And what was Mahomes' response on Twitter to Jamar? What was it? This guy, or uh, that's who. <laughs> Holding up the, it was a picture of him with the two rings. Was he, he was kind of like doing like a phone sign, I feel like. like which is, picking which up is like great, phone, you know? Like I mean, just, but the five straight AFC title games, yeah. and here's the thing. Where were you born again? 91. Okay. <laughs> so they went to the AFC title game in 94. That's it. That was it. I mean, I was born my in the 70s. Didn't have, I wasn't here for the yep. first Super Bowl. AFC title game was 94 in yeah. Buffalo. That's why they went. When, when Alex was Smith won, had five straight. When Alex Smith won that playoff game, it was jubilation. Couple, like 2013, 14, 15. But it's almost become the rite of passage. Well, the Chiefs are going to be there at the end. But five straight AFC title games in a town, you didn't have these. Like now it just happens all the time. It's almost like you take it for granted sometimes. You pinch yourself like just how good things are now and how they weren't this good. We've always liked the Chiefs. Always, you know, it's been, I think for the most part, it's been a football town since I've been alive, except for the years where the Royals were good. But, you know, in that span, the Chiefs are still going to the playoffs, except one year, 14. But they were 9-7. and seven. <laughs> It was the worst year with 80 or 9-7. The one year they didn't make the postseason in the read. Still two games over 500. Can't beat that. I mean, I, I brought this up uh, uh, last week as far as where the Chiefs sit right now. Uh, of course, they get the best record in the NFL, but the winningest North American sports franchises by win percentage since 2016. Winningest North American sports franchise. The Chiefs, number one, at 754. Number two, Boston Bruins, 680. Number three, Tampa Bay Lightning at 662. Four, Patriots, 658. Five Milwaukee Bucks, six forty-three. Winning percentages, North American sports. Chiefs wow. by far and away the winningest franchise in the last five or since two thousand sixteen in North America. That's wild. And it happens to be right here. Right here, baby. Lucas is fun. Absolutely, man. I can talk it Chiefs all the time. Looks like LSU's now up twelve to three. <sighs> Sadly. Looks like LSU's gonna go ahead and win the national title. Get ready, Omaha. It's gonna be burned to the ground. Anyway, thanks to Ron Cobb from Arrowhead Pride Lead Analyst for joining us tonight. Thanks to Lucas. Great job tonight. We'll see you guys. Thanks for listening. Peace out, Kansas City. to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.